What's up, guys? I want to welcome you to my first podcast ever being made. And I really just want to kind of break down what this podcast is going to be for and what uh, subjects I really want to talk about. But mainly in this podcast, I want to inspire you guys to listen to more podcasts because podcasts are amazing. But I want you to really get inspired of new ideas, you know, new plans for your future and maybe like inspiration for like new habits and, you know, just better like self-improvement and also learning from these lessons and these stories from, you know, future guests I'm going to have on the show. But I hope you guys do continue to be a consistent listener. And I'm going to be dropping an episode probably uh, every week or every couple of days in the week. You know, I'm going to try to do one or two a week. But I'm starting off, you know, very slowly, very gradually. But the reason I wanted to start this podcast was the reason to, you know, inspire people and get new ideas flowing. But I just love podcasts personally. I think they're awesome. I'm always thinking of my own ideas that I want to talk about. I'm always watching other people's podcasts and I'm like, damn, I wish they would talk about this more or that more. And I just stop, you know, I'm going to make my own podcast and I would love for you guys to ask me questions. I would love feedback. And, you know, I asked on Instagram or Twitter about subjects that you want me to touch upon. And if you want to follow my Instagram, my Twitter, my Snapchat, you can message me all on those. It's Damien underscore Arake, D-A-M-I-A-N underscore A-R-A-Q-U-E. So check out my social media or DM me to ask me any uh, questions that you want me to talk about. And if you want to be a guest, definitely message me through social media as well too. All guests are welcome. So I asked on my Instagram for people to recommend me subjects to talk about on this podcast. So Bernie decided to respond with school not preparing you for the real world and success in life. And I am a firm believer in getting your education, you know, educating yourself, learning more, you know, knowledge is power. I'm all about that. But I had a bad personal experience with my university, Kane University. But uh, me being a business major, I just didn't really enjoy the classes being taught there. I felt like it was more like high school. I was in my uh, my general classes, like my English, my math. Uh, you know, you need to take your freshman year of college. I wasn't really enjoying it as much as uh, I thought I would. I thought it would really be more of a challenging kind of class or environment. And people usually typically say that school gets better, you know, as you progress, as you get more in the years of school in the system of college. So, you know, you take your more uh, more relevant classes that actually matter to your major. But so I'm in my freshman year taking my classes, and I'm thinking, man, this is a scam. <laughs> I'm thinking, this is crap. And I'm just like, come on, just keep keep going. Like, let's see how this ends up, you know. Let's keep going to school. You can't just judge it so quick. And honestly, I came to that point where also I don't believe school is really preparing you for success in life. I firmly believe that in high school, that high school is outdated, and they teach you in this way where they want you to retire at 65. They want you to keep working at this nine to five and they want you, you know, just keep working for your pension or whatever, you know, you're supposed to be working for. They don't really want you to be financially free because you being financially free is you living your true life, you doing your own thing, you know, but that doesn't really help companies. Like why would a company want you to be financially free? Like they would want you to work there for the rest of their life. That makes sense. And school was made during the industrial time period. 
and school, the school system hasn't changed since then. It hasn't really changed much. It has during the industrial period we needed workers. We, you know we really were in demand of people working for companies. We had a bunch of companies. We had entrepreneurs building stuff, like Rockefeller, and you know we needed more workers. So in school we needed more workers. We we're gonna teach them how to be workers, how to obey. You know, don't be disobedient. We're gonna teach them a system. You know, there's no. I don't like the way school teaches. Like the wrong answer is like a really big part of like failure in school. Like it's looked down upon if you get the wrong answer. But that's not how life is lived. Life is lived with a bunch of wrong answers. You gotta fuck up. You gotta keep making mistakes. But then you learn from these mis- these mistakes. Hopefully, you you learn from these mistakes, and you don't repeat it in the future. And that's pretty much the main purpose of life is while while you're growing up. You know, you're learning more. You're taking in more information. You're learning lessons as you go. You know, makes sense. As we go on, you learn a lot more. But school really looks down upon, you know, you getting the wrong answer, you getting an F, you getting a D. You know, they don't really like this kind of stuff because they want you to be like a robot. They want you to be correct. They want you to keep doing the right thing. They just want you to do the task, the job, and that's it. You know, they want your job while you're in, while you're a kid, while you're a teenager, or you know, attending public schools or going to university. Your job technically is supposed to be school. That's usually what your parents want you to focus on. Your guardians want you to focus on. But this job is teaching us values that are wrong. They're not really teaching you free thought and free mind. Because since you're being frowned upon on the wrong answers, it makes us afraid to you know leap in these other subjects because you might be wrong. And you know most of the time when you leap into these new activities, new skills new things that you want to hop into, you know, most of the time you're failing in the beginning because guess what? You don't know anything, bozo. <laughs> but thank God we have mentors and thank God we have people who have been through these situations and you could ask for advice. But it's inevitable to make mistakes. It's so normal. You know, humans are made are meant to make mistakes and that's where a lot of problems come from. A lot of people don't like, they have these two high standards. Like, people are always going to be perfect. Like, you need to understand that everyone thinks in a different way than you do. Like, everyone's a little bit selfish, and everyone has this own, you know, goal or particular place that they want to be in their life. And they want to get there. And sometimes, you know, you can't, you can't say people aren't selfish. Like, everybody's selfish a little bit. Like, you know, you have to be a little bit selfish. And if you're not, then you're not really looked up to because people don't like, people don't like other people who are not, you know, selfish, like, in a way, if you understand what I'm getting. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm not saying go out there and be selfish all the time. But you need to have your own, you know, agenda, your own criteria, your own goals. And then that's how you kind of get respected because you have your own path that you're going on, and I respect that 100%. I don't believe school really, you know, encourages or supports it, this vision for you, like, to, to have this free thought to, you know, make your own projects and build your own things on the side. And I feel like this overflow of work, because I talked to, I'm, I was, I am still a college student technically, but I am going to go to trade school. So I'm having a different point of view than most people, because the norm is to go to college or university. Like, that's the normal thing to do. You know, after high school, you just are supposed to be in college. Like, that's the way everyone kind of sees it or tells you to do and I remember there was this one time in my biology class, and I was sitting there. This is my second semester, freshman year. And I'm just thinking, 
why am I here? Like, I literally wanted to stand up and ask, why am I here? And I think back to it, and I'm like, I'm here because in high school, my guidance counselor and everybody told me I should go to college. And that's just, like, not me. Like, it's hitting me now. Like, I'm in class that day, and I'm like, yo, I'm here because other people thought that this was the best plan for my life. And I'm such, like, a firm believer, like, that's just not the way it's supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to plan out your own life, and you're supposed to have, you know, your own, like, goals. And you kind of you kind of always know, like, what you want. Like, you always kind of feel it in your conscience, in your gut. Like, you know what the better decision is. But you always know, like, how to be the better person. Like, you could always make the better choice. Like, maybe you shouldn't eat that donut today. Maybe you should go for that run today. Maybe you should work out today. Maybe you should drink some more water. Maybe you shouldn't get that soda. And there's all these choices in life that we make. And sometimes we don't want to make the best choice for ourselves. And that's understandable. But just know that there is this better version of you. And you do see it. And there is the way there. Your conscience knows the way there. It's your guide. But you don't want to follow it. You want to be comfortable. And you want to be lazier. And... Being comfortable talking about that subject, it brings me back to the communications class I had with Bernie. I had my, we had, it was a communications class, so it was a public speaking class. We had to do a couple of speeches throughout the year. And our last speech was our most, like, it was our biggest speech, our actual speech, not our like very, very last speech, because that was some stupid group speech that just was not really a good idea. It didn't work out. But our actual last speech, uh, our individual performance, I would say, because it, it felt like a performance going up to that whole class and talking up there. I think the minimum had to be six minutes. Max was 10 minutes. So, you know, you would have to talk about your own subject. I love when classes do this. My communications class was a great experience. I love that college class. This taught me a lot. Public speaking, important class. When you take it, take advantage because you're going to need it later on in life. And don't avoid it. It's going to catch up to you. It's going to be worse if you keep running away from that problem. I advise you, seriously, take advantage of the class. And I made some pretty awesome friends. It's a public speaking class, you know. It's a social, more like kind of class. And it was interesting to meet a lot of people from different uh, different towns and different uh, states even. You know, Kane University is a college in Union, New Jersey. And there's people that come from like PA and New York, which is really interesting why you would go to that average-ass college. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a hater, but it's an alright college. It's cool. If you take graphic design there, awesome. Business major, go to Rutgers. Go to Rutgers. <laughs> but, so back in that class, I was presenting my last speech, and I picked my own subject, which I was saying I love, because when you pick your own subject, it's something that, you know, you picked. You favorited that. You preferred it. You know, it's your subject. It's your, uh, maybe your more strong suit of what subjects that you want to talk about. So I love traveling. That's something that's always been a dream of mine. My lifelong dream or big goal is to travel around the world while being you know, wealthy because traveling broke isn't so fun. And <laughs> just doesn't seem like the best idea. I, I think of more saving up more money and then going to go and travel the world, but still treating myself once in a while to travel a bit. And I always consider traveling like not always a long distance thing even going to new york city for the day going to poconos for the weekend something small like that that's you know traveling to me because you're going to somewhere different where you've never been before 
and you're exploring. If you're exploring something new, I consider that traveling. <laughs> Call me crazy. But I love exploring. But I wanted to <laughs> keep talking about traveling. And in this class, whatever, I got to the speech and I created it. And this was probably one of the projects like I actually put in like almost all my effort in. Or like I put the most effort in into this one project. I did a whole PowerPoint for my speech. I really had like a kind of an agenda to hit. Like I knew what topics I wanted to hit, what order, and I knew how I wanted things to play out. And in this speech, I was talking about being comfortable. And what was really interesting talking about being comfortable. I remember in the class, a lot of people came to talk to me after the speech because it was really good. I uh, took this really serious, and I did a I think pretty good job of performing my speech, of presenting it, and I got a lot of feedback after it. But um, while I was talking about being comfortable, once I got to that slide, it was like the fifth or sixth slide in my show, my my PowerPoint show. I'm walking around the class, you know, while talking. You know, I'm showing comfort. I'm showing that uh. I'm comfortable with the environment. I'm okay with all the eyes looking at me because I'm the one presenting. I'm the one taking all the attention and I'm accepting it. I'm okay. Like That's one thing I learned about public speaking. Like You got to accept that you're up there and you need to take the step up forward and you need to you know, do your thing. You need to present. Show off. But I had everyone looking at me. I'm walking around the room and... <laughs> I hope this girl doesn't listen to this podcast, but there was this girl back there. And, you know, I liked her throughout the class. I thought she was really attractive. And if she listens to this, she knows who she is. But I used to always, but I used to always just mess around with her, always giving her looks, you know, being stupid, being a, being a college boy, you know, giving the signals of, you know, what's up. <laughs> but, yeah, so back on this class, so I'm presenting I'm walking around doing my speech. I'm being all brave, being all bold, thinking I'm cool and stuff. And she's standing in the back of the classroom. So while I'm walking around in the front of the classroom presenting, I'm still presenting. I'm walking to the back through the aisles of the desks. And then I put my back towards the wall. I'm just leaning back on it, being all like cool, hot shot, whatever. Still presenting my speech. And I talk about more about being comfortable. So while I'm talking about being comfortable in the class during my speech, I'm literally being comfortable at the same time. So it's the double expression. So people were really like, I didn't even mean to do this on purpose, but people came to me after and they were like, wow, that was so smart to, you know, do that uh, whole thing with, you know, you, you being comfortable, laying your back on the wall, being all like chill. And then you're talking about com- being comfortable literally. And I was just like, yeah, like, sure. I wasn't going for that, but hey, good shot. So, you know, whatever. I uh, I was laying my back on the wall right next to her desk. <laughs> and this is like an example. Like, you know, I was talking about being comfortable, but I was not comfortable in the situation, like in the inside. But on the outside, played it off. I'm cool. You know, I'm chilling, presenting, walk back to the classroom, do the rest of the presentation like a fucking boss. And then <laughs> um, Time, you know, runs out pretty much. I passed the 10-minute mark. I was really into the speech. I was really uh, pouring out some knowledge into these kids in my class about traveling and, you know, seeing the world more because I feel like a lot of people are more on this homebody kind of trend, especially, you know, since the whole lockdown. Everybody's forced to be a homebody now. I had a couple of, like, more introvert friends who are like, yeah, more on the homebody side, always chilling at home. 
But um, this kind of pandemic just forced everybody to be a homebody now. Now you got to stay home. You got to, you know, of course, you're in quarantine. You don't want to spread this thing out more. You don't want to make this last longer than it has to be. And God forbid that you get sick. But I do miss traveling so much, man. (laughs) I'm thinking back to the city. And I had so many plans for the city. I mean, you know, maybe this whole thing in the summer ends up going away. But, you know, I'm not having any crazy high hopes. You know, if this lasted the summer, it lasted the summer, it happens. But, you know, we'll get back to normal life eventually. And I'll go see the city again because, man, I miss the city. I used to be going there all the time. You know, my usual typical day in the city would... uh would just be you know me just waking up like early in the morning like 9 10 a.m eat some breakfast and then i live next to a train station so that was one of the best convenient things ever living next to a train station so it's the nj transit and it'll come all the way from like raritan which is somewhere bubblefuck jersey (laughs) don't know where raritan is but it will come all the way from there it's in union next stop's in norick and then sometimes the train would even just go directly straight to New York, which was amazing, but most of the time it didn't. So you had to catch a train to Newark, catch the path to New York City. I get there around, you know, 12 in the afternoon, 1 p.m. around there. And then I'll go, I'll go exploring around the city. I usually try to go to a new part of the city that I've never been. I've been going to the village a lot just because I really enjoy the village and they have some pretty cool thrift shops definitely check out l train vintage hopefully there's no business after this all ends and stuff like that but they have some pretty dope shit i'm not gonna lie every time i go to the city always gonna l train vintage found some pretty cool ass shit there but yeah so i'll go thrift shopping and then i usually go to a ramen shop after because i'm a fucking nerd <laughs> I'm not a nerd, but I just like good food and ramen's fire as fuck. No cap. And it's cheap. It's like what? Like fifteen or sixteen dollars, which is not like super cheap, but it fills you up pretty well. Like it's definitely a full meal and it's very amazing, very tasty. And it feels nice rather than eating, you know, McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, you know, usual stuff you would eat in like New York City. Or like a dollar slice. Dollar slices cannot go wrong with the dollar slices. I'm missing that right now. I wish I could get could get a dollar slice over on like 14th Street. I think there's a a dollar slice pizzeria over there. Fire ass slices, man. Two slices and a drink. That's three bucks. Stop playing with me. Like that's crazy to me. But then after that, um, you know, I go eat the ramen, or whatever, or I go go get my pizza after I'm done through shopping. I usually go um, I usually go to Chelsea a lot. I go to the High Line. I don't know if you guys ever been to the High Line. Really beautiful to catch one is the sunset because it just looks right over you can see a perfect view of the sunset and then you're just looking towards jersey like towards hoboken and in that area so it's definitely like the perfect area to go watch the sunset on the highline bridge and then if you keep going more up forward the highline just amazing it's this abandoned uh railroad track that new york city turned into this kind of like i don't know explain it it's just a bridge where people literally just walk by you just take pictures and just chill that's what i love about new york city there's so many places you could just go and chill you know and just relax and you could just meet a lot of people there too and then also if you just keep going further down my fault if you keep going further north and chelsea then you could hit the vessel the hudson yards or you could hit the marcalu 
which is the Little Spain, El Mercado, which is awesome Little Spain spot if you've never been there. It really feels like Spain when you go there. Like, it's crazy. It's all imported products. I went there with my friend Gabby one time. She's from Spain, so she was so, like, head over heels, like, to go in there, to go, um, you know, see, like, what was up in uh, the Mercado, Little Spain, to see what the market had. And you go inside, and it's so unique how there's just all these, like, shops around. Like, there's ones that sell more, like, desserts, or ones as like a little store where they sell like Spain products like soda. And I remember drinking the the soda, like the common soda that they drink over there in Spain. And my friend Gabby told me it's Kaz. The Kaz, and I remember that, this shit is fire. It was a K-A-Z, that's how you spell it, Kaz. And then I tried the manzana, which is the apple flavor. Shit was slapping, shit was slapping. But it's imported, so you know. They had to tax that bitch. Probably like four or five dollars for a can of soda. So it's expensive, but it is good. And it's a cool experience, you know, to try something like that. Like a common soda used in Spain. But definitely go check that out. If you are into like different uh foods, trying stuff like that out, like little Italy, you know, uh going to little Spain, or even going to Chelsea Market, awesome ass place under the Highline Bridge. It's like this uh it's like an inside mall. I don't want to explain. You got to go to these places in New York. You got to go see them. <laughs> I'm trying to think how to explain the Chelsea market. It's like this inside, like, it's like a strip mall, but indoors. And it's kind of just like the walls are made out of, like, rocks. Like, it feels like you're almost underground. But it's all, all very unique, the way, like, the Chelsea market's built. It's crazy. I go to New York City all the time. I probably started going when I was 15, maybe 16. I started going by myself. And then like 17 and 18, like I started going a lot by myself, like a lot. And these were probably the best moments of my life, you know, going to New York City by myself. It was such a privilege because, you know, you're in high school and you're you're a kid and your job is just to go to high school and just get, you know, do your homework, study. And of course, like, I'm an asshole. I didn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> so I was. I think I'm like typically, like when it comes to classwork, like I'm more engaged when I'm in the class. Like I'm not gonna go home and do the homework, or I'm not gonna study because I really don't care this, about the subject enough to go home and, home and do it. Unless it's a class that I really like, enjoy taking, and I really like the teacher. But I was never like really into the whole going home and studying and doing the homework. I usually was the student who was doing the homework five minutes before the class started. But that's a story for another time. But yeah, I started, I started really going when I was like 17 or 18 to the city a lot. And I would just go by myself. Like, never wait for anybody to go do something. Like, if you want to go somewhere, just go. Like, you don't need anybody. And sometimes, like, I used to bring a lot of people to New York City with me a lot. But people are, you know, they're impatient sometimes or people just, you know, they they like to ask a lot of questions like, are we lost? Like, where are we going? You know, what are we doing? When are we going home? And it kind of ruins like the vibe, the kind of energy of like traveling around the city because I go and sometimes I literally don't even have an agenda or, or an idea of where I want to go exactly. But I go and I just, you know, I search up cool places to go in New York City, literally on Google or whatever, you know, find some place. Sometimes it's free, sometimes like five, ten bucks, whatever. And then I go and then I just have the best time of my life. Like I go by myself 
And a lot of people thought it was like really weird. And people probably still think it's weird. But I think it's awesome that I go by myself. And I think it's just like, I feel like a lot of people just don't like spending time with themselves. Like they don't like to accept the fact of like spending time with themselves because I'm not sure like maybe people, you know, doubt themselves or something or they feel like they need to be with someone to like validate them or they think they need to be with someone to have fun. But I love hanging out with myself. I don't I don't think I sound lonely, but I love, you know, myself, you know, I have self-love and I feel like that was a problem I had when I was growing up that I didn't really like myself and that I didn't um I didn't want to cope with my thoughts and I didn't want to be by myself. Like I always wanted to be surrounded by people. And now like I'm older and I'm like, I never want to be around people. It's not like that, but um, you know, I am pretty social. I think I'm more of an introvert kind of person now. I, you know, ever since I moved into my own apartment, I haven't been hanging out with too many friends cause you know, I'm in my own place and the whole pandemic and lockdown. So I could go for a, a while without seeing people. I have my roommate. You know, we're, uh, I see him every day. My boy Omer, showing that much love over there. And I came to the point where I'm doing four or five. Like, I love reading. And that's crazy to me to say that I love reading because if you asked me a year ago, two years ago, like, if I like reading, if, you know, reading books that I personally purchase, pick up, whatever, borrow from my friends, I would say, hell no, I hate reading. I never read. It was always something so hard to like do to read, and it's crazy because I'm always talking to my friends. I'm always asking them like, you know, are you guys like ever reading anything, or like do you have a book right now that you recommend? You know, a lot of people are around my age. Like I'm a freshman right now. I'm college, so you know, I'm always asking my friends for like recommendations, and a lot of people say a lot of my friends say that they can't read. Even my dad the other day he said that he can't read. And that's so crazy to me. Like, what do you mean you can't read? Like, he's like, they kind of explain it in a way like, you just like pick up the book and you have trouble reading it. Like, you can't really, you can't really focus all your attention on reading because it gets like boring for you or you kind of are reading, but you're not really comprehending what you're reading. You're not understanding. Personally, I believe the reason why people can't really read nowadays as easily as they used to before is because reading is such a different activity than what you would do throughout the day. A lot of people today, they're watching a lot of Netflix, we're going through a lot of social media, keep scrolling through our feeds. And when it comes to reading, it's a different way of using your attention span, using your focus. It's more a precise, slimmer kind of attention that you're bringing on when it comes to reading. But when it comes to social media, it's so many colors, or Netflix movies, there's so many colors, there's so many pictures, there's so many things going on. And these um and these images that we see in these videos that you can't really just focus on one thing. This it's overwhelming when you're on social media. There's so many posts, there's so many things, but constantly to keep going through that, you know, it kinda changes the way you think and the way that you could focus. So I feel like that's the reason a lot of people are having trouble with reading, but it's such a great benefit that so many people are missing out on. And I really wish that a lot of people would start getting into more books. And still looking back, like, I can't believe, like, so many people, I used to tell them, like, how do you read? Like, that makes no sense. And now me today, I'm just saying, like, I love reading, and I definitely recommend you pick up some books. And I feel like the main problem why people don't like reading is because they don't like what they're reading. In school, it comes a lot to reading as, um,
you just got to do it for the assignment. You got to do it for the essay. So growing up as a kid, you never really like reading or like the same way you don't like your vegetables because vegetables are played on as a childhood when you're as a child when you're growing up you're seeing vegetables as something you know that doesn't really taste good it tastes kind of weird it's weird to eat you know you you want more basic stuff and then when it comes to reading you're thinking you're only doing this because you know you just got to get the passing grade for that class like you don't care what you're reading you just want to make sure you get that a or if you want to hit that minimum that c or that d but you want to make sure that you're passing the class so you're not really caring what the whole object so loki as a kid as you're growing up since you're uh thinking of just getting this assignment done this essay you're not really taught to learn or learn to grow a liking for reading you're not really meant to enjoy the reading itself just worry about the grade worry about getting the answers the context the details don't really matter it's just about getting the key factors out of it so being taught that way it makes a lot of sense why people don't like reading and i totally get that but if you get a book about whatever interests you whether it be cooking whether it be money finance i personally get those kind of books i love money i love finance i love learning about psychology or you know um self improvement books because those are things i really value highly in life but some books you know you just didn't enjoy in school and it makes sense why you don't like them you're just not worrying about the lesson that was being taught you were just about getting the grade but if i really recommend that you change your view on books and i really recommend that you just do a chapter a day chapter a day could change so much you don't even know how much a chapter a day could do just to get get you to start like reading way more into books so i wanted to share a story about when I met this guy at my job, this coworker named Tiago. I haven't seen Tiago in about a month and a half ever since his quarantine started because um my job has been closed. My original job for Aro is at Westfield. I'm a server there. But yeah, I haven't seen this man Tiago in a minute, man. I miss that man. But uh he's very very smart wise guy. I lo- I love talking to older people with, genuinely because older people have this you know more have more perspective in life they understand a lot more cuz they've been through more experiences that's usually why they say as you get older you know you gain more wisdom but it's not always the case some older people are ignorant and they don't want to learn from experiences they continually keep repeating their mistakes but back on Tiago <laughs> um I met this guy because it was my first day training. And you know, they set you up with some guy whatever to you got to follow him around and pretty much just be like his little assistant. And but while also like watching and learning, you know, you're paying attention to this guy. Most of the time the trainers at restaurants are fucking trash. I'm telling you they're trash. But it makes sense why they're trash, you know, like they don't even know that they're training you. Like I don't blame you. I've been a trainer before too. Like I have no idea that these people are coming. I come into my shift, and now you're telling me I need to train somebody? Like, what is that? Like, that makes no sense. But, you know, they catch you by surprise, and then it's not that hard to train people, but uh, most of the time people don't want to train you. They're not in the mood. So they'll just kind of, like, make you fall around, just, like, teach you the bare minimum, and they just tell you to just really, like, just pay attention and watch what they're doing and repeat after them. 
But um, Tiago was different. Tiago, he <laughs> gave a lot of information on everything in the restaurant. The food, like the way you're supposed to serve the people, you know, the certain etiquette. And uh, Ferraro's is more of a high-class kind of restaurant. It's nothing like crazy, like caviar or anything like that. But we have um, we have a pretty expensive meals, and it's very like high-quality food. Everything there is pretty, it's pretty delicious. It's good Italian food. But so yeah, he's been working there for, I forgot over a decade. It's a lot of years. I forgot how many he's told me, but uh. He worked there for a while, and he was telling me about the food, you know, explaining very in detail about everything, you know, about the... <laughs> I remember all the dishes. Like, he always be telling me about, like, the ham and stuff and the antipasta, the prosciutto, everything. He told me all everything that comes in every food, and he knows everything in that place. It's so crazy because it's like a manager. Like, he's just a server, but I talk to him, like, a manager, like, asking him, like, yo, I need help. <laughs> All the time, he's always he used to always be saving my ass in the beginning. Always, always be screaming Tiago to help me. But um, he more he challenged like your mind. He challenged. He not like only just told you the information. He asked for it back to repeat it. Like it wasn't like all right, I'm just gonna give you the information and like good luck. Like now nah, I'm gonna make sure you know it. Like I'm gonna ask you to repeat it. And man, he had me writing a whole bunch of things down. By the time I got home, that first shift, that first training shift, my brain was just, like, fried. Like, I couldn't do it no more. I was like, damn, I'm not going to be able to work here. There's too much stuff to learn. And um, they teach you all this information because you're supposed to take a test because this restaurant they take very serious more than uh, the previous restaurants I worked at, which was a diner and Applebee's. You know, Applebee's is not much of a high-class kind of etiquette dinner or a place to eat at, but... It was interesting working there. I worked there for like three months of my life, and there were interesting ass three months. Met some really cool people, a lot of college kid, college kids at Applebee's. That's what it mostly is, and you kind of just do whatever you want. <laughs> That's <laughs> my experience as working as a server there. You do whatever you want, pretty much, and uh, yeah, you just have a good time. Talk to people. You just worked. A, you work a lot of hours. <laughs> That's a problem. It was cool and everything, but it wasn't worth all the hours. Working until like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., like, you're bugging. It wasn't about that life. But going back to Ferraro's, um, it's crazy how Tiago, you know, after training, he trained me the first day, and then second day, third day, fourth day. I had a different trainer for all those those days, the second, third, and fourth. And then fifth day, they were like, we don't know who else to train you. We don't know who else. So they gave me Tiago again, and again, it was like, the second, third, and fourth day, I would, didn't learn anything from the previous trainers. It was all, like, basic server-like stuff, like, you know, be polite to the customers, ask them whatever. Like, I already know that. I've been a server. Simple stuff that all servers would know. But back to the fifth day, challenge me again, all this information. Damn, this guy is <laughs> too much. But I like it. I like talking to people, like, I I don't like being the smartest guy in the room because... Being the smartest guy in the room is not the advantage. Like, yeah, you might be the smartest guy in the room, but, like, why would you want to stay in that circle, like, if you're not learning from anybody else? That makes no sense. Like, you want to talk to the higher-ups, like, the people who have done things that you haven't been able to do yet, and you want to ask them, like, how did you do that? So 
being the smartest in the room is cool sometimes, but honestly, I'd rather not be the smartest in the room. I'd rather be the one, you know, they say the smartest guy in the room sometimes is the one who's quiet, the one listening. And listening is something so important that a lot of people can't really do. So after my training and everything, you know, I got hired officially, got my job. And then still, as I continued to serve, I would talk to Tiago occasionally, you know, whenever it would work. I didn't talk to him as much as uh, training because training I would be with him almost four or five hours straight just by his side and him still just teaching me. So it was a different experience when we were both uh, both servers and you know, doing our thing. And then sometimes we'd both be meet up somewhere like, you know, we're both at the bar picking up a drink. So we have a small chat and... I don't know why, like, I got very comfortable with this person to speak a lot about anything, like, on my mind, anything that I'm open-minded about, anything that I, like, like to question about. If I have questions about some things, I will ask him first for his second opinion, you know, compared to mine. Like, I like to hear other opinions, but I like to hear other opinions from people I respect and people who, you know, I could look up to. And um, what was really interesting was when... He would have to go back home when, you know, we finish our shift, whatever. I finish my shift. I need to go back home. I take the train to go back home. So I take the train from Westfield to Union, New Jersey. That's where I live. And he takes it to Newark, which is the next stop right after Union. And so we would get off at the same time at the shift. And so around like 9 o'clock, 8.30, catch the 9 o'clock train, the 9.30 train, whatever time it's coming at. And, you know, we'd both be on the train. We just came out of work. Might as well, like, why not just talk some more? And, like, it's crazy. Like, I learned more about this person. Like, in the beginning of the shift, like, you have the beginning of the job. You, I didn't know who this person was. I just, he was just training me. This, like, mid-30s, early 40s Brazilian man, you know, born and raised in Brazil and then moved to the United States when he was a teenager. I would love to do a podcast with him. He's a very interesting guy. I need to get him on this podcast one day. But uh, he's just someone I could really, like, learn from. Like, every time I'm talking to him, I'm always more, uh, I'm really more, like, listening, like, a lot more effectively, like, when it comes to him. Because it's really, like, a progressive conversation. Like, there's just those people that you could talk to that the conversation doesn't really stop flowing. And, the like, the further you get to the convo, like, the better the ideas get. Everything, the content's getting better, you know. You're becoming, like, almost, like, perfectly synced. Like, it's crazy how it gets to that level sometimes. But um, what's more interesting is, like, he's much older than me. I'm 19. And, like I said, he's probably um, mid-30s, early 40s, around that age. And it's crazy how we have a conversation like that flows so well. That's really interesting. Like, you live so much life, and I've only lived 19 years of life. But yet, um, that's what I love, like, talking to people who are older, because they have so much to teach you. And it's a shame how um, <clears throat> people like to stay comfortable. People like to, you know, stay in their group and talk to, the, you know, other 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds. Whatever age you are, you like to stay in the same kind of circle, same cup of tea. And... It's always good to, you know, stay to your, uh, you know, your circle and uh, what you're comfortable with and everything. But you need to go out and find more. You need to find more perspective. You need to find more life, more different points of views, different ways of looking at life. Because it just, this like expands your mind, like the way you look at stuff. The way 
you kind of value things like the way you perceive stuff everything like knowledge is just the key and like the more people you talk to the more knowledge you share with it's crazy like how much more you could find out that you didn't know even for example when you know when i'm listening to my music i'm always listening to the probably the same 10 15 songs in rotation and i'm like damn i'm like i can't like break the circle like i'm trying to think of more songs i'm like nothing's coming to mind but i live with my roommate omer and omer you know he plays whatever song on his car radio whatever and it'll be some song that's not in my circle rotation i'm like damn I was like, I forgot about this song. And I was, then I'll add it to my circle, and then I'll keep playing it. But then I'm going to ruin it because I'm horrible, and I'm one of those people that just, like, who gets that song kind of going in the rotation or, like, new song comes out, I'll play it, like, 10, 15, not, like, 10 times in a row. Like, that's OD, but, you know, I'll play it, like, twice in a row, three times in a row, but then, like, a couple hours later, I'm going to listen to it again because I'm like, yo, that song's so good. And then I'm just like, I'm, I'm like an addict. I'm like, got to ruin it. And then bam, I don't like the song no more. It's old to me. But collaboration is something that's just so amazing and unique collaboration between people. Like to collab with another person is to put 50-50 on something, you know, like projects in school or anything like that. Like it was so different how if you really try like on a project in school with somebody else, like, you got this different vision. Like, it was something unique. Like, both of you put in this kind of work together, and then some parts came from you, and some parts came from your partner, and then you agreed. And then you disagreed on some stuff, but then the final product came out with a mix. I want to start talking about journaling, and if you guys aren't journaling yet, I definitely recommend you start journaling today or as soon as possible. Hit up some store, order off Amazon, a small notebook or something for yourself, and I started journaling because of Tiago, my coworker at Ferraro's. And he told me about, you know, his journals when he was like 16, 17. And, you know, the man's a lot older now. And he explains how, you know, sometimes he has like a glass of wine and he goes back and reads on these journals. And he really just obtains a lot of like, like memories, like a lot of nostalgic memories of just like, you know, reliving these moments of his life when he was 16, 17. Like, what were you like? you know, when you were living this life, even if you started journaling when you're 11 or 10, you know, like if you write it down and then you read it, you know, later on in the future, you could really like remember the details of that day, like what you were doing that day and that thought, like what you were thinking, you know, you could really remember back to the person who you once were. It almost feels like it's a different person. Like that's how back, like back in the past it is. Even me, since I started journaling, I would say, um, started journaling around January, I believe, or December, sometime around there. But I started journaling around there, and I even now, like, I'll read back, you know, like yesterday I read back a couple of journals back in my uh, first entries in January, and it was just so crazy to, like, read those, and I'm like, wow, like, it was only a couple months away, and it sounds like a whole different person. Like, this person was living a whole different life, and it was me. And when I'm reading, like, what I wrote, even though my handwriting is so sloppy, but it's my handwriting so I can read it. You know, I'm really, like, remembering back to, like, what what was I doing that day, you know, when I was writing that journal? And, like, what else did I do that day? And if you do start your journal, I highly advise you put um what time it is currently while you're writing it. I advise you put where you are at the moment, the location, the date, 
And then I just put the day, like the kind of day it is, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then a lot of people, are, you know, they can't really express their thoughts on paper because a lot of people say they aren't creative, which, you know, it's hard to get creativity out of certain people. But it's more that you kind of just have to do it mentality. Like you just got to kind of start writing. And before I even write the date or the location, I actually just start writing away. And I start writing, I start describing maybe like what's around me or like what am I thinking about that day? Or maybe I uh, hung out with someone earlier or I texted someone or I called someone and I write about that person or this experience. But anyways, I just start writing. I just start getting into the, you know, I start applying the pen to the paper and eventually words just start coming out. And then, you know, the flow naturally just starts going. And, you know, in the beginning, it's a little bit like different because it's like, you know, you just entering your thoughts you know just writing about you know yourself or you're writing about other things that you know you're thinking about but sometimes it really gets to some pages and it's just like wow you end up expressing a whole lot of thoughts you end up going through pages and pages and it's crazy like sometimes some some nights some days like you really just think of a lot of stuff or you're going through a lot and i feel like a journal is really effective when you're really like upset or you're really mad and um I don't advise that you show your journal to anybody unless certain pages that you're comfortable with. But for the most part, it's really a private thing. It's only meant for you. And, you know, if you want to show it to, like, grandkids or, you know, your kids later on in the future or, you know, whoever is obviously your permission. But uh, I advise, you know, in the beginning, you really uh, do yourself a favor and really take this personal and, you know, you write the way that you want to write it. Like, I write curse words in my journal because, you know, that's the way I, I talk and I express myself. Sometimes I try not to curse too much anymore, but, you know, we're working on it. But, you know, I really, um, it's just a free flow of you just expressing yourself. Like, I really uh, don't think you should share it with anybody. Just keep it private. And when you're really feeling something, you really write it down. Like, if you're really mad, just write what you're, like, what you're mad about. Write how you feel. If you're upset, write why you're sad, why you're feeling so down. And, you know, this almost feels as good as, talking to someone about your problems and sometimes you can't talk to someone or sometimes we don't want to talk to somebody about our problems you know you know vent out how we feel and vent out how this person screwed you over or whatever it is that happened so you know when you um apply you know these thoughts on paper you know you read it and you kind of just i i have this feeling of like letting it go after like once i read on paper i'm like the thought is there it's already sent like into the paper and, you know, I could start forgetting about it because the thought happened, like it already happened. And, you know, I still think about it after a bit, but I already expressed it in some way. And I felt as if, you know, I kind of gave up um, some of that topic or some of that like energy that was negative in a way. I released some of it out into the air because, you know, I started journaling. But I, after reading like some of these journals, like it just makes me think back like, damn, I wish I started earlier. Like I wish I started in high school or I wish I started before high school, like in middle school, because like you're never going to have it back and you're never going to really remember like all the days. Like it's not possible. Your memory is just not strong enough to remember every day into detail until what you did that day or what was what was it like when you were, you know, 13 or what was it like when you were like six or seven you know, if you're writing that early, it's pretty impressive if you're uh, thinking of journaling. But what I do to go back and really start journaling at that early of an age, even going back on, you know, reading your essays from like second grade, third grade, you feel this nostalgic feel like, wow, like how much you progressed. 
and to really go back and read on this journal you know sometimes in life you feel like you're in a rut and you feel like you're not really progressing and you could go back and also read the good moments in the journal you know when you're feeling happy it's really great to write you know why you're happy and your accomplishments and what you're looking to do in the fo- in, the, in the future and sometimes you're in a rut and you go back and read on this and you really get this inspiration and motivation again to you know continue like get back on track of what you know what great things you were doing before you got stuck a little bit cuz you know life happens and, you know things happen you know you had uh the breakups or bills or money problems <clears throat> But uh, journaling, really, like, super underrated. I probably put on, like, let's say two or three good friends right now on journaling. I hope they're still doing it. (laughs) But I definitely have not stopped doing it. I've only just regretted that, you know, I didn't start earlier. But I can make up for it now by, you know, detailing my life in the way I describe it now and really expressing how I feel onto my paper and, you know, having this memory to go back and read and, you know, what Damien was like when he was 19 and, you know, what was he experiencing? What was he thinking? What what did he feel? And, you know, just really reflect back on the past, what I used to be like. I don't want to look back at it and really, you know, try to live my past life, but I do want to learn from the, my mistakes. And everything on there is just really just 100% like truthful, honest, and there's a lot of pages I wouldn't want to show people. But there are some pages I do like sharing. And it's just crazy the amount of benefits that journaling could do. So many people don't really, you know, want to get into it. They don't really know how to get into it or they just don't believe that it would uh, be a really benefit, a big benefit for them. Like every young guy and like teenager male is doing right now, just playing Call of Duty Warzone. It's crazy how like if you go on Twitter... You could literally, like, see what everybody else is doing. Like, you could see the trend of what's going on. And it's just, like, the males, like, they're all playing their video games. They're all playing, like, Warzone and stuff like that. COD, FIFA, all that. Females, I'm not sure what y'all are doing during this pandemic. I hope y'all are educating yourselves. Hope y'all are doing better things for yourself in the future. But I feel like a lot of people right now in this pandemic, they're um, they're kind of taking this out. Like they're kind of just letting it get to them. A lot of people are really not enjoying staying all this time at home. I feel like a lot of people can't really accept the fact that uh, you know, they're spending all this time by themselves, and it's really interesting. You know, we've never been in a situation like this. You know, with the coronavirus making so many people stay in this home lockdown where uh, you're not supposed to really be going outside unless you know, you're going to a grocery store or something, an emergency, or you're a central worker. But uh, I feel like a lot of people are just distracting themselves. They're just wasting time. They're going through the hours of the day, you know, just trying to wait till life goes back to normal. But that's not a strong way to think, I believe. I think, you know, you should be looking forward. You should be pre- taking this time to, like, prep yourself for when life, you know, is going to be kind of normal. You know, things are going to be, you know, better. They're going to be better than what now is. But, you know, within spending this time, you don't want to waste it on, like, what other people are typically doing today. Like, a lot of people are just going through social media. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've been going way through much, way much more into Instagram and Snapchat. And TikTok, I've been, like, addicted to. If you don't use TikTok, I, I say with caution, use it. But it's addicting. It's awesome. I love TikTok. Definitely recommend it. I prefer way more than Instagram Snapchat.
I just think the ads aren't as annoying. I feel like Instagram, Snapchat's constantly like other people I don't even follow are just posting. I feel like I just see so much feed that I don't really care about. And TikTok is also kind of like that, but there's also a lot of things that I do like on TikTok, and it's just really to your preference of what you like, what you enjoy, like certain things, like say, you know, guitar or like bodybuilding or like running, working out. Like TikTok could really um, has a whole lot of audiences, different categories you could really fit in. And I've also been on Twitter more. So, you know, I've been also sharing my uh, extra fair time of being on technology and Netflix and watching these shows. But I've also been trying to have a balance in my life. You know, I, every morning when I wake up, uh, I go shower, then I get out the shower, and then I'll stretch. For about like 10, 15 minutes, I'll do my stretch, and then I do my ab workout every day, and then I do uh, 50 push-ups. And that's everyday routine. Like, it doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't matter what I plan later that day. There's so much free time now because, you know, we're always home. There's no excuse. This workout, this small workout probably takes me about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And it's worth it because, you know, I need to get this energy out. Like the same way when uh, you were in high school and you took phys ed and you were, um, you know, phys ed, you're advised, you know, to like take out your energy, you know, play soccer, play basketball, whatever. I feel like that's a really good routine to keep in a normal life to, you know, get this physical exercise out. Because humans go through a lot of stress and, you know, go through a lot of things. And then when you're exercising and getting this energy out, it's just a healthy way to get this new energy coming in, these new thoughts and new ideas. And, you know, just working out your body. You don't want to be sitting all the time and laying down because, you know, you're really just doing more damage to yourself. I know a lot of people that uh, used to go to a gym before this whole thing happened. But you shouldn't really, you know, take this out and just stop working out completely. In the beginning, it was hard, you know, trying to stay fit. I was going for runs and stuff, but you know, sometimes the weather's bad. And then, or sometimes I just make the excuse like, oh, I don't want to work out. But probably my best investment right now recently, I made was buying a yoga mat off Amazon. This yoga mat probably came like four or five days after. Cost me like, I think it was like 10 bucks, 15 bucks. And I look at the yoga mat and I'm just like, look, man, you bought, you bought the yoga mat, it's right there. There's no excuse for you, for you to not work out. And it's literally been a lifesaver. Like, I've been working out every day because of the yoga mat, and I like it. You know, I didn't like just being on my floor. I felt weird because, you know, you got to, like, keep sweeping, and it's your floor, like your bare floor. It doesn't really feel right. So the yoga mat, definitely I'm telling you guys to invest in the yoga mat. If you are falling behind in your workouts, if you're not really doing your stuff, even just every day stretching 5, 10 minutes, you don't have to do a whole workout. You can just stretch 5, 10 minutes, and you could really just release, like, a lot of energy out of that, a lot of stress. So I definitely advise that you guys do invest in the yoga mat. But going back on a topic that people are wasting their time, you know, I just don't agree with a lot of people how they just want to keep skipping the days until, you know, things get back to normal. But, you know, you should be trying to better yourself. You should be trying to gain new skills, new abilities. You should do the thing that you said you always wanted to do, but you haven't done yet. You know, learn a new skill, learn how to cook. I bought a guitar just recently i'm trying to learn trying to teach myself how to play it i've been strumming here and there i've been slacking a bit but i've been reading a lot more i've been reading about i would do about a chapter a day and i started i would say six or seven months ago i really started reading but i wasn't really into it the first like two or three months but ever since i moved into this apartment i've really uh, been consistent in my chapter a day and 
I've been just buying books on Amazon like crazy. It's like buying a book is so like easy for me to now. Like I look at it and I just like don't even think about it twice. I'm like, it's just $10 like to buy the book. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to just send it and just buy it. But ever since I read like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like Robert Kiyosaki, he was explaining in his book that books are investments in yourself and the best investment you can make is in with, within yourself. That's never a bad investment to, you know, teach yourself more knowledge because knowledge is power and you can make a lot more money if you know a lot more. And just knowing more about life in general, you know, it's just, it's good to, you know, be around the block a couple of times, you know, face things head on when you already know what you got to do before going in. You know, so every time I buy a book, it's not, I'm never like really hesitant like, if I see the book has good reviews, I do look at the reviews and stuff because I do want to buy a book, you know, that's worthy. I don't want to buy some crap book that, you know, guy didn't really explain the point of what I was looking for or didn't really challenge me. So, you know, when I do buy books, I do look at the reviews. But, you know, after doing a quick search of, like, what I think uh, the book will provide me with, like, a benefit of, like, more knowledge in whatever field, I usually, you know, get books in finance um, learning about like stocks, learning about, you know, within yourself, like mental health without, with, uh, self-improvement. If you guys want to get a book about money and like start learning like the basic principles of money, I definitely recommend getting rich dad, poor dad, probably like 10 bucks, 15 bucks on Amazon. It teaches you a different way to look at money. It's not going to teach you like the advanced ways to make a lot of money. It's going to really open your mind to more aspect, more like perspectives on like how money kind of works and like the way you were taught how to spend money was the wrong way because before this whole pandemic happened, like consumerism was like at an all time high. Like our economy was booming. Like a lot of people had jobs and a lot of people were spending a lot of credit cards, you know, were active. A lot of people, you know, cash flow was really fast, was really good at the time so you know what i'm learning about this pandemic because what i hear from a lot of people is like a lot of people didn't save any money from their jobs like people were living paycheck to paycheck and you know it makes sense to live paycheck to paycheck because you know you got bills and stuff sometimes but you need to learn to save some of it like there's no way that like every dollar you're making is going back to bills you know like if it gets that bad to a point you need to figure out a different way to make more money but most of the time, what pro- the problem is people don't know how to save the money. Like, people just buy, like, really stupid stuff that they don't need. Like, a lot of crap that just, it's not an asset, it's a liability. Like, it's just c- costing you more money. It's just, the way uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki explains money to people, explains money to you within the book, it just really opens you to a different perspective. Of like, wow, like, I've been doing it kind of wrong all this time, like, trying to catch up to other people, like trying to get the new car, trying to get the new clothes, you know, trying to get the new anything is the expensive way out. And it's supposed to be the quote unquote coolest way out. But, you know, you're never acquiring for like true wealth. Like to truly be wealthy, you need to be powerful in your um, in your money, your finances. You know, you need to also be wealthy in your mind, like your mental health and also like physical health. Like, that's what I consider wealthy. Like, it's not only just about having, like, all the money, but also, like, just being happy with life. Like, being rich isn't only just money as well. Like, being rich in health, you know, physical, physically and mentally. 
And that's something, you know, I want to strive for. Like, that's, to me, a perfect life is someone who's rich in all the aspects of, you know, health-wise, money-wise, you know. Um, you know, like, relationship-wise, you get along with a lot of people. You know, you're a good person overall. You have good morals. But learning these different ways of money is just <clears throat> opens your uh, your eyes different things you look at stuff a lot differently you look at spending a lot differently you look at your friends all different and i feel like when i really started learning about money was when i was probably 16 i got my first job at some diner i was a bus boy and you know getting your first job it's like awesome because you're like damn you have no idea how money works <laughs> that's so fucking fact like you're just like first paycheck or if you're getting under the table or you're getting cash whatever you know, it's awesome because you don't know, like, the value of the dollar. Like, you're, like, you're just getting money, whatever, and it's your first job. So, you know, it's more, it's, you know, you're in your honeymoon phase. You're excited to work. It's fun. It's, quote, unquote, fun. But, you know, first paycheck comes around, you probably get, like, $100, $200, and you're geeking. You're hyped up over this. And then you hear you hear what other people are getting, and they're getting like double of what you're getting, quadruple more of what you're getting. And you're like, wow, that's not fair because, you know, you're doing a lot of work. You work hard for your money. And now you get into this competition. You're like, wow. It's like I'm not making as much money as them. Like, why? Like, you're trying to figure out why. And then also, like, you know, you're not really understanding this value of the dollar. So you're kind of spending it like, like unresponsibly. You're buying stuff that you can't really afford. You're spending all your money that you earned that week on something that you could just just afford, quote-unquote afford, but you could just buy it. But then you're going to be left with no money. But it's okay because you're going to get a check next week. But to live in this paycheck to paycheck is so risky. It's so vulnerable to, you know, anything happening because, bam, pandemic strikes, you're out of a job. You're not working right now. Your job's closed. A lot of Americans are unemployed right now. So, you know, it comes to the situation where, damn, fucked up you didn't save any money now you got to rely on the government to uh, you know give you some money and that's what the government wants they like when you rely on them because they like when you rely on them for money because you know you're under their will they're under control like you need them you know you're once you owe them a favor now because you know they're giving you money and stuff they're helping you out <laughs> but relying on things like this like you know, welfare and relying on benefits and relying on stimulus checks is not the way to live because relying on someone is not you living your life. Like, it's never truly living your life. Like, when I believe when America gives you welfare or food stamps, because, you know, I grew up with this kind of stuff. Like, I had food stamps when I was a kid. I didn't grow up in a wealthy family. But, like, I wish I understood this more. Like, it's more like an assistant so you could better yourself. But I didn't understand that growing up. I was like... This is someone, like, taking care of us. Like, this is cool. Like, you know, like, someone buys us, like, food, technically, because, you know, they give us money, the government, whatever. But it's supposed to be, like, you know, your training goes on or, you know, you're, you know, it's supposed to help your crutches to get you back on your feet. But a lot of people get comfortable. It goes back to being comfortable. Like, you know, you want to, you like that these people pay for you, like, the government and stuff like that. So you want to stay like that. You want to stay average. You want to keep relying on the government. <laughs> But what happens when the government fucks up? What happens, you know, when we run out of money? What? Well, we're never going to run out of money. We're going to keep printing more. But what happens if inflation keeps happening and the money they're giving you is actually worthless or just worth a lot less? 
than you know what it initially was you know this fucks up the economy and it's just crazy how so many people like were not prepared for something like this they had not, nothing saved they had money for about a week or two which is insane like just living paycheck to paycheck co- continuously buying stuff that you don't need not buying assets you know just con- buying liabilities continuously like it's the wrong mindset to have but it's the perfect mindset for a business to have or for the government to have like we love that you just keep you know spending your money and you keep winning on the next paycheck or when you take credit card you know debt out you know then you're paying interest on that because that's how the banks make money but being comfortable and living this life is just not suitable for anyone because you want to have your control of your own fate you want to have control of your own family your own life you want to do what you want to do you want to have your own free will and i feel like that's what i aspire most in being financially free because i want to i want to do what i want to do i want to you know learn what i want to learn and i want to live the life that i want to live and i feel a lot of my listeners want that same kind of life as i do i feel like a lot of people in this world want to have that same life but we're constantly being attacked with like media and advertisements to keep buying stuff and like the world doesn't want you to do that because like everyone having superpowers makes everyone normal everyone have money makes doesn't make sense everyone can't have money like the power the balance of power wouldn't be the same i want to talk about is really just a simple phone call to you know your parents your family your friends it's crazy how many people i've uh connected during this pandemic you know even going through my snapchat memories seeing people in those videos or snaps and um I literally just go through my Snapchat and I send the video to them too. And then they usually text me back and then we actually start talking and we start catching up on life. And it's crazy how these people you haven't talked to so long, they're uh, on completely different paths. Like, I think that's so crazy about high school. The most insane part is how when everyone graduates, we all just separate in a certain way. Like we were all forced to be together for so long, for four years. And then after that, you just graduate. And then everyone kind of goes in their own way. People start moving. Some people go to university, to college. Some people start working right away. Some people have families. Everyone has their own path. But it's crazy the power of one phone call could do, like how you feel that connection with somebody. Because, you know, texting is cool and everything. And, you know, it's cool to shoot a text to somebody and, like, just catch up, whatever. But phone call, like, to hear someone's voice, it really changes a lot. And how you like look at that person and really connect. Like, I've called my parents a lot during this pandemic, and we just got way closer. I've been visiting my parents every week, which has been awesome. You know, getting a better connection with them. Also, a couple of friends I've called, and I don't even text them to schedule them. I just call them, and then, you know, if they pick up, they pick up, and we just have an awesome talk right there on the phone. And then usually they end up calling me later on, or there's a couple of friends who I did reach out and text them, and you know we text from day to day, like. Two or three days. Two or three days later, you know, we end up texting again. But it's nice to like keep catching up with these people and have like this circle of people that you could keep, uh, you know, going back to and catching up with on life. Because it's always nice to keep expressing yourself. Even though I think of myself more as an introvert, you still need to go be social. You can't stay isolated so so long. I know Netflix is so amusing to just keep watching so many more movies and TV shows. But you really gotta connect with more people, collaborate, as I said earlier. But you could just make way more things happen if you just connect with a couple more people. And bonus topic that I wanted to talk about 
was uh i got inspiration from joey diaz he was talking about he said overthinking is what could ruin a man and then i took this in a way that overthinking just ruins a lot of people's you know opportunity you know you can't keep thinking of excuses like when you're overthinking you're usually just thinking of reasons why you shouldn't go with the decision that you made initially you know you decided you wanted to go do something you decided say for example you wanted to go parachuting and the more you keep thinking about it the worse it's getting you're like damn you know kind of afraid you know what could happen you just keep making it worse thinking more excuses but i just have this don't live with regrets like mentality because you know there's just so many opportunities in life that you have and i I really just like to grab most of them that i can that i think would be positive and beneficial in a way you know sometimes i am a dumbass and i pick the wrong opportunity and i land into some trouble nothing too serious but no regrets you know i made the choice my responsibility and if i made the choice i want to know like what's at the other side of that door i want to know you know what's my consequence you know if something's good you know just that do that shit mentality you got to do it you know text that girl you know learn that skill do that thing that you haven't been doing for uh for a while get back on that or you know just learn something new for yourself always continue to keep improving to be someone different because being comfortable is just not the way being comfortable is accepting the fact of being lazy of just taking the L I'm just not moving. Don't get me wrong. It's good to reward yourself and being comfortable and once in a while. I believe in a strong reward system when it comes to progressing through my day. I go through this progression where, um, you know, I would stretch or whatever or I go for a run or work out or maybe I read two or three chapters today. And so, you know, I reward myself with a snack or maybe I watch a show of Netflix, you know, I watch an episode you know, and if you're thinking this reward system, you could really get a lot of things done because you make a balance with yourself. You're not just like forcing yourself to like do things that you don't like. You're making a system that maybe you won't enjoy this as much. You know, this habit of like doing something good for yourself, of like, you know, going for that 10 minute walk, 15 minute walk. But then you can come back and reward yourself, you know, watch uh, watch a YouTube video, chill, play some video games with your friends for an hour. It's all about just having this balance. And, you know, when you have this balance, you have your, your life under more control. And that's, like, the basic first step and like, really having a better life, I believe, in like, having control of your your, uh, your general life, like, what you do. And then from there, you could go into your thoughts and your beliefs and what you want to believe in. And then from there, you could go into, you know, what you want to continue, like, pursuing in and educating yourself in and what you believe is, uh, you know, superior in life and what you don't believe, you know, is uh, what, what, what you don't believe really would benefit you in life, what you think was more like a waste of time. But, you know, I think it's important for everyone to, you know, express their own opinion, talk their own voice, you know, have their own personality. It's not cool to be like anybody else. You want to be unique in this life. You don't want to be like anybody else. And you might have similar interests with anybody but you know you have your own vision you have your own creativity taste and you have your own your own just spark to stuff and you don't ever want to forget that and no one could ever take that away from you no one could ever take away your memories you can never forget that i just want to thank everyone for listening to the all the way to the end of the podcast i really appreciate that it's my first podcast ever 
I hope you guys did enjoy. It's definitely gonna be a lot better down the line. It's gonna be guests in the future. I don't uh, imagine to keep like continuing doing this solo podcast, but it was a lot of fun to do this. And as I got deeper into the conversation, I became more, you know, more comfortable with talking. In the way my thoughts just came, you know, out of thin air, and I was a lot more comfortable talking to the audience. But I hope you guys did enjoy, and I hope to catch you guys in the next podcast. Peace. I, it's in her room. It's in the upstairs closet. I know because I saw it over there. Alright, this is something like I wrote down. But this is in the beginning when I asked people on Instagram, like what I uh, what I should be talking about. Yeah, this D. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. I definitely have a lot to talk about. Oh, D. I, was, I want to talk about the time in New York when you went. Bro, like, what I the have, Ferrari because, store? Yo. <laughs> that's I'm, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, and I nature. My life has changed over the years. Nature. Market crash? With the COVID? Yeah, that's the whole market crash. Yeah. I was also thinking, like, last night I thought about brands, like, what brands used to wear when you were, like, younger compared to the brands you are now. Because, like, I was talking to my coworkers and they were like, yo, Remember, um, airwalkers? No, nah, I didn't wear I didn't wear airwalkers. I feel like everyone had different I had Echo Unlimited. Hella Echo Unlimited. Dude, hella Echo. Yeah, Echo. Echo oh, yeah. My dad used to love Echo, Echo too. Echo, yeah. my, my brother, too. Dude, Mark Echo was a fashion yeah. king. He, 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 he literally I watched a video about it. That mm-hmm. so much. It just sucks that. From gra- straight from graffiti yeah. to clothes. Mark to really, he's just a really smart guy. Some straight investments. But then it fell. Feel bad about it. Yeah, nah. I used to wear like Supras. Yeah, Supras, like DCs. Yeah, that's like what I used to rock OD, like how the Supras and DCs. So I used to think I was like a skater. Yeah, I, dude. Oh, I remember I used to rock um Golf Wing, Odd Future. Like before, like Tyler that's so tough. Yeah, I never Tyler, rocked Tyler that the shit. Creator was so like he wasn't that big, but like he is now to where Igor yeah. came out and everyone knows him like that. But I was just listening to Odd Future. I think um. So I was listening to Goblin, oh, Earl, the Earl's album. I was listening to um, just like early Odd Future stuff. And so I would buy like the golf, the golf clothes. Mm-hmm. So I had a That's fucking tough. Like a bunch yeah. of like the stripe, the tiger stripe tees. You probably sold those for something if you saw that. Hey, dude, not, they're not worth as much right now. Because I, 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 re- I recognize, because I kind of wanted to buy them again. Just yeah. for the nostalgia factor. Yeah. They're pretty cool. Like the golf with like the colored stripes on them. Like I like it. It's a cool graphic. Too. I like but, yeah, I like his shoes. Yeah, it's not as pricey. Yeah. The shoes are nice. The colorful ones. Oh, yeah. I like them a lot. I like the original ones. The golf one, because the golf one with the Vans, it, they, it came with like a pink sole and then like a dark green. I don't even know. Like light blue. Dude, those shits are nice. And it said golf wing on the bottom with like the upside down cross. I, I like I like his shoes. They remind me of um, what's his name? Ian Converse. No, not the Converse. No, the Revenge Storms. Yeah, the Revenge Storms. Oh. Who's, who's the one that makes Ian Converse? Ian Converse. Ian Converse. Yeah, he's. I like those a lot. You know the the, the whole Drake album right now is with Ian Converse. Yeah, and the pain to go like the sequel from. He, the he's been tweeting about it on Twitter. That's how I know about it. It's dope. I like it. Yeah, I, I wish it, I got it. it up.
the the pieces right now look pretty cool at least okay. as far as the graphics is mm-hmm. i don't know about quality but then, i mean i think those revenge storms are so overpriced we start they're like 250. Oh, fucking we started yeah should we start now like intro or is there no intro you have an intro right no nah. you can make an intro right now like i can introduce you guys no, so they no, know that's what i'm saying all right how'd you do it before you, you said this is color What's up, guys? What's going on? Second episode of the podcast of Color Channel. Today, I got my guest, Jordy Palacios, coming. High school friend. Yeah. No, it's Jordy. <laughs> he was supposed to be my only guest today, but he decided to bring a friend. I got One of my you, other high school boys. My boy, Jose Sabalos. Um, what's up, guys? My name's Jose. Fashion icon. Fashion icon. Fashion icon. Fashion young icon. legend, young designer. <laughs> But in this podcast, we're just gonna, you know, freestyle this shit, talk about anything, talk about some LSD, maybe some marketing, some money shit, and some crazy ass experiences in our life. But I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. I know it's gonna be a good one. All right. All right. What you enjoy?